The Accident Mortgage and Realty Show is sponsored by Accident Mortgage, an equal housing lender, NMLS ID 255368, and Accident Realty Advisors, which is a separate company from but still affiliated with Accident Mortgage. Welcome to the Accunet Mortgage and Realty Show, getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from Accunet Mortgage and Realty's Brian Wickert on WTMJ. At 10.09, we say good morning and welcome to the Accunet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm Scott Warris, along with Accunet Mortgage and Accunet Realty Advisors owner and president Brian Wickert and Chief Millennial Loan Consultant David Wicker. Gentlemen, happy tax day to you both. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> let's start talking about that a little bit. Uh, you know, we're your friendly research department. I don't know if you covered any of this this morning, but the first income tax paid in America was in, do you want to guess the century, Mark? Or, not Mark, I'm sorry, Scott. That's your first strike. Yeah, uh, right. let's One, see. Three strikes and I'm out. Well, it had to be... Uh, 1900s, 1800s? It had to be uh, 1800. It had to be 1800s. 1861. Hmm. As a result of the um, Civil War, 3% of all incomes over $800 hmm. were taxed. And uh, the other thing that happened... Can uh, I still get that tax rate, please? Uh, yeah, if you <laughs> yeah. don't make much money, okay. if you make $800. Uh, the other thing that is April 15th, it is the day that Abraham Lincoln succumbed to his wounds... He was shot on uh, April 14th, 1865, and died at 7.22 a.m. Confirmed. On April 15th. Yeah, we just, you know, we're full of uh, good things. Now, this year, oh, why aren't we paying taxes tomorrow? Did you already cover that, uh, Scott, in this in, in weekend morning news? I did. Emancipation Day tomorrow, right? That's right. It's Emancipation Day in the District of Columbia. I've so it's my a t-shirt. local holiday that uh, that affects the federal government being open and so since and and this is the second year that this happened um but we're going to be open tomorrow right we are going to okay. be open tomorrow and hopefully helping people buy homes yes it's been a it's been a great uh winter season and boy look at out there I, I'm, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say i'm going to be a lot of attendance at open houses today you know with the snow so on the ground buck up and go yeah so if you're a serious home shopper yeah. get out there right. and just drive slowly and be sure to take your shoes off before you trample through there. Anyway, uh, this year, everything's the same relative to deductions related to uh, mortgages and home ownership. But it's next year when you go to file your taxes that I am predicting many, many uh, married homeowners who file a joint tax returns will end up no longer itemizing. Or single people. Well, uh, the reason why I say married folks is because the standard layup deduction to your income tax next year will be twenty eight thousand American dollars, whereas single folks will be fourteen thousand. So I'm just saying, twenty eight thousand. It's hard, that's a lot of money. It's hard to accumulate that much in deductions because next year when you go to file your taxes, there's going to be a ten thousand dollar combined limit on your state income tax and your property taxes. Salt, Salt. it's called state and local taxes. State and local taxes. So. That's why I'm predicting uh, there's going to be a reduction. And, you know, the average person, if you're borrowing, you know, $225,000, you're only going to be paying ten grand ish in interest even in the first year. So you're, it's going to be really hard to get up to that $28,000. The only other thing that will help people um, get a higher deduction is charitable contributions. 
All right, so there you go. It's April 15th, and, uh, oh, by the way, total income taxes, according to the Congressional Budget Office, that are going to be collected this year, uh, and you're going to be surprised to know this as soon as I bring it back up. Okay, and the answer is $1.6 trillion will be collected in uh, personal income tax, and that compares to only about $250 billion in corporate income tax. So the burden is on the backs of Mr. and Mrs. America. Now, it, it, I heard you say, Scott, I forgot that you were a graduate of Wisconsin Lutheran College. Yes, sir. I'm a warrior. A warrior. Okay. A Lutheran warrior. You got yes, it. Yes, they are known for their fierceness. Out for that Lutefisk arrow. <laughs> and uh, we were there this week, as you noted. We're going to get to that in a, in a second. But... Uh, the reason I was bringing that up was why Lutheran. Co- oh, because we said how much is a trillion. So I just mentioned 1.6 trillion. Well, the um, tuition at Wisconsin Lutheran College is now thirty thousand dollars a year. Mm. How many? If you paid thirty thousand dollars every day, Scott. Oh boy. Uh, how long do you think it would take you to have spent a trillion dollars? Do you think it's uh, nine thousand years, ninety thousand <laughs> years, or nine hundred thousand years? I'm gonna pick. I'm, I'm gonna say nine hundred thousand years. I'm gonna take the biggest number. No, you gave you're, me. you're 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 you. Uh, I got you to bite on the big nah. number. It's still ninety-one thousand years. It's if still you spend a big number. Thirty thousand dollars every day. A day. Every day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. It would take you ninety-one thousand years to reach a trillion dollars. So. Also, that's a lot of college. That is a. <laughs> that's a lot. You'd have a doctor or something. All right. When we come back from this first break, we are going to talk about. Home sale trends in southeastern Wisconsin. I'm going to give you the top 10 fastest-selling municipalities in March when we come back. That is Brian and David Wicker. Don't forget, if you want to get involved, have a question, a comment, you can reach us on the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. It's easy, 414-799-1620. And you're listening to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show on WTMJ. Getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickard on WTMJ. Coming up on 1019, Scott Warris in for Mark Segrist. And as the big voice guy just said, this is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian and David Wickard on this snowy Sunday, guys. Uh, we're braving the elements. Here we are. Oh, yeah, we're braving the elements. That's not going to hold back the housing market. And uh, so in the month of March, uh, 60%, 60% more homes sell in March than in February. So March is kind of the kickoff of the home buying season. And the top 10 municipalities in the five-county metropolitan area, I've got them for you. And this is combining uh, both condos and single-family homes. David never believes me when I give these numbers. Uh, but I did actually check out. I drilled down on a municipality where there was a one sale, and so I could actually go and look at that house and confirm that my interpretation of the numbers is 100% correct. So here we go. In 10th place, Waukesha. It took the average happy seller. There were 87 home sales in Waukesha. It took them, okay, now, David, you can start snickering now, 54 days that's 1.8 months to go from putting the for sale sign in the front yard and getting on the MLS to getting that accepted offer. It then took them another 38 days to get to the closing table, so a total of 3.1 months. That seems awfully slow. Uh, Greenfield is in ninth place one day shorter, 53 days. I know you're not going to believe this when I say it. 
Wauwatosa, and by the way, I'm only looking at municipalities where, where there were at least 10 closings in the month of March. Wauwatosa had 62, 52 days. Okay, ready to snicker? Go ahead. Yeah, it's just... Because we hear it's so many stories, true. Scott. We hear so many stories, and they're real stories because they involve our customers, where, you know, the house goes on the market, and the next day they have seven offers. Yeah. So that's a number of days on market of one or maybe two. That's what I'm saying. You know, which means there are others that maybe are at 100. You put a quarter-million-dollar house on the market in Wauwatosa today, and it looks good, that thing's not going to last more than 48 uh, hours. Yeah, so I can't explain it, uh, okay. but that's, that's what the numbers are from the multiple listing service, of which I'm a card-carrying member. Uh, Franklin is number seven. Uh, they're at 48 days. Muskego, my hometown, 46 days. Key Wascom, 44 days. Fox Point, 43 days. Jackson, up there in Washington County, 36 days. Brown Deer, 33 days. And leading the pack, where I live, Heartland, Wisconsin, just 32 days to go from planting that sign in the yard to getting that accepted offer. So. They're leading the pack this month. So what, what impacts, you know, how fast a home sells, or what can you do maybe as a buyer to get that uh, winning offer? So one of the things you got to do is you cannot have a home sale contingency. If you are a homeowner and you go to write that offer on that next house and you say, I will buy your house is right after I get done selling mine, you are not going to win that offer. And we had a case where we had a buyer who owned a home, wrote an offer, um, where it was not contingent on the sale of his house, but then proceeded with us on the basis of him selling his house. We are getting ready to issue a commitment letter that had the condition on it of, yeah, your loan's approved as long as you uh, sell your home. Well, the smart real estate agent pointed out to us, their buyer's agent, that that is an invalid loan commitment. So let's just kind of review that again. If you write your offer without the sale of your home as a contingency, you cannot, at least in southeastern Wisconsin, because this is part of the Addendum A of the Greater Milwaukee Association of Realtors, it specifically says if you wrote your offer without a sale of home contingency, the only valid loan commitment you can give is one that does not have that as a condition. So luckily, what we did in that particular case is we added the uh, home buyer's wife to the loan application. She brought more income but had a lower credit score, which means the rate wouldn't be as good uh, if we had to put them both on the loan. But by adding her income to the picture, we could issue the commitment letter without the sale of home contingency, and we were able to uh, help them get that done. David, what's the problem if you don't deliver your your loan commitment on time? Then the seller can say, have a nice day. That's right. The seller then gains the right to cancel the transaction if you as a buyer don't make good on your loan commitment. Hey, when we come back, I'm just going to cover quickly a couple of other things you can do to make yourself the best possible version of uh, being a buyer after this next break. That is the voice of Brian Wickert, David Wickert. I'm Scott Warris, and this is the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show. Your calls, your texts are welcome at 414-799-1620. It's 1024 at WTMJ. Important home buying questions and answers you can count on. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. At 10.35, I'm Scott in for Mark. This is the Acadent Mortgage and Realty Show. You can get involved 
on the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line at 414-799-1620. All right, Brian, David, what do we got next? So, you know, the number one question that all home shoppers ask is, David, what's the tax deductibility of my mortgage interest? No, they don't ask that. They instead ask, how much house can I afford? That's right. That's the that's the number one question. How much house can I afford? And I think when first-time home buyers ask that question, they're they're probably thinking of the purchase price, right? But in reality, what's really happening is we're going to answer that in the form of a monthly house payment. All right. So this is a story of a first-time home buyer who started out with her real estate agent's recommended lender before her father, who's a friend and client of mine. Uh, a good friend of mine said, you got to call Brian over at Acunet Mortgage. And so <clears throat> we gave her a much better answer than she got with the first lender because the first lender told her you can afford a house of 225000 which was a little on the low side of what they were looking at and shopping for. The answer we came up with after some good ciphering, as uh, Jethro Bodine would say from the Beverly Hillbillies, $250,000 was the answer I came up with if we went with a Freddie Mac 30-year fixed rate with 3% down and no monthly PMI. We'll come back to that in a minute, put a little asterisk next to that. Or if we went with an FHA, a government-guaranteed loan, we could push that purchase price up to $270,000 with 3.5% down. All right, so backing up a second, I just said a couple moments ago that what we're really solving for here is a monthly payment and so the the things that go into figuring out what a maximum monthly payment is think of this as a stress test as a monthly payment stress test the six factors that go into this and by the way we have this on the website under buying a home number one is what's your income what's your total monthly income and in this case this young lady had both base salary and commission oh. And so we wanted to get really precise with the answer to what's your income. So we had her quickly sign a verification uh, authorization form. We sent that to her employer. We got the employer to give us excruciating detail back on exactly what portion of her income was base salary versus commission so that we could what? Maximize the qualifying monthly income that we could use. See, it's all about the details, Dave. Imagine that. That's right. And then the number two thing that we have to know about is what are your other monthly payments? Things like car loans, student loans, credit cards. But you know what we get to ignore? Utility bills. Cell phone uh, bill. Cell phone bill. Cable bill. Napster or whatever that is. Spotify. Napster. Yeah, wow. Yeah, deep cut. <laughs> deep cut. I'm old. Okay. He's young. All right. The third thing that is a big factor that most home buyers don't really think about, because remember I said this is all about the monthly payments, property taxes. For sure. Hey, if you buy a house that has $4,000 of annual taxes... That takes a big bite out of your monthly mortgage payment, Apple, as opposed to a property that has three grand in taxes. For sure. That's $83 a month that we can shift towards the amount of money you can borrow. Mm -hmm. All right. So number four, the other components of your monthly house payment, like principal and interest. So, you know, that's why most home buyers use a 30-year loan because it has the lowest monthly payment. Mm -hmm. If all of a sudden you say, nope, I need to have it on a 15-year fixed, well, that really pushes up the principal component of your monthly payment. Homeowner's insurance, when we're cutting it really close and trying to maximize, that matters. I remember one we had a couple of years ago where that became an issue. It was. And we had to help the person find cheaper homeowner's insurance. And then lastly, uh, private mortgage insurance cost, or FHA, government mortgage insurance, 
which is a com- influenced by a combination of down payment and also credit score. All right, so now you, I've set the table. When we come back, I'm going to tell you how we solve the puzzle and also how this uh, person or anybody can really strengthen their offer in order to get in that winner's circle when we come back. It is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show at 1040. You can get involved, as always, on the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line 414-799-1620. Getting you through the home buying process. Welcome back to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. It is 1045. Your calls, your texts, always welcome on the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line 414-799-1620. One six twenty. I'm Scott. In for Mark Segrist. Okay, Brian and David. When we we last spoke before the break, we were going through. You guys were going through the factors that go into answering that question. How much home can I afford to buy? So we've got we've got the puzzle pieces on the table. Now, how do we put this whole thing together? Well, all right. So the uh, story we're, that that made me think of this whole segment was working with a first time home buyer this last week and trying to help her maximize her home purchasing power, which is a combination of many factors, David. I think a key to your story as well was the husband was not included on the mortgage. That's right. So there's sometimes a difference between how much house can I approve you for, and then there's real life where it's, hey, both people are working to pay bills as well. That's right. So she's going to have the benefit of her husband's income, but because he doesn't have much credit and he has some bad credit, his credit score is really low, and so we can't actually include him on the loan. All right, so we're doing this kind of with, you know, one borrower in a two-borrower-buyer household. All right, good point, David. So uh, remember, she got the answer that, hey, you can only afford a $225,000 home from the first lender she talked to, recommended by a real estate agent. Then her dad got her to call us, which is smart, because the answer I came up with on an FHA loan was $270,000. And the reason is that FHA, that loan program, tolerates using up more of a person's monthly income to service their house payment and all their other debts, okay? It's just more liberal. And so that's how we were able to push that number so high. Well, if we then shift the gears, I tried, I have this ad running that says we'll use all the tools in our, you know, lending toolkit. Boy, I pulled them all out of the bag because our, our go-to lending program is uh, Fannie Mae. The Fannie Mae 30-year fixed. I could not get this young lady's loan approved through Fannie Mae. It just didn't like it. It's like, you know what, I'd like another co-borrower on here. And so it didn't like the combination of not having a co-borrower. We are really trying to maximize her house payment. And her current credit score is only 688, which isn't bad, but it's not great when you're going combining that with 3% down. But then, aha, I remember, well, Freddie Mac has a similar first-time homebuyer program. And Freddie Mac's underwriting system liked it, okay? And so under that program, though, I don't know if you have a chance to pull this comparison up, I was able to push it to $250,000 using Freddie Mac's 3% down program, but only if we used some of her down payment money to pay off her car loan. Because when you do that, you get rid of the car payment. Obligation, that's right. And, and so in that particular case, her maximum monthly house payment was $1,738, and we could do that with 3% down on a $250,000 house. But when I sent her that, I didn't have a chance to talk with her. And so, Scott, you know, you're, you're 
you know, kind of our representation of, our, of the public, mm-hmm. you can see on this comparison that I sent over to that borrower, I have three different scenarios. And one of them is this uh, 3% down, but it has a god-awful-looking interest rate on that first proposal of 5375 And she reacted to that in an email, like, what happened to the interest <laughs> rates? That's the first time we talked. Well, it's because I used a version of the Freddie Mac program where it doesn't require a monthly private mortgage insurance. And so it turns out that when you use that tool in our toolkit, she could buy a $250,000 home. But if I used monthly private mortgage insurance at her credit score with a 3% down payment, she could only afford $232,000 because it comes out to the same monthly payment. The monthly PMI is so expensive at that combination of credit score and uh, down payment that you're better off using the no monthly PMI version. But you have to get over the fact that the interest rate's higher. The bottom line is the payment's lower, and that's really what matters to... And you could buy $18,000 more house. Exactly. But that's not something you're going to come to the conclusion of when you're just working on your smartphone. And you're also not going to know that to maximize my purchase price under this loan program, I have to pay off my car. I just don't think that even the best guy. Right. So this is where the counseling, the smarts, the having smart people with the right tools uh, really, really makes a difference. So other other good thing, we figured out a way for her to improve her credit score because we noticed she had a collection, and we coached her on how to contact the collection agency. We think we're going to be able to rescore her credit report and get higher credit scores, which is going to lower the cost of the monthly PMI or even the no PMI deal. So you get the picture, Scott. We're kind of thorough. Absolutely. And and we kind of really know the details of our business. All right. When we come back, we're just going to give you a quick update on uh, what's happening with mortgage rates and also a little tidbit about Zillow when we come back. At 1050, you're listening to the Akin Mortgage and Realty Show on WTMJ. process. Welcome back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. It is 1053. I am Scott in from Mark Segrist alongside Brian and David Wickert. And guys, you just spent the last couple of segments uh, taking us uh, taking us through uh, what you experienced this week with uh, one of your clients and really giving her the best bang for her buck and uh, using some of those tools that you guys have that many don't to give her the very best option on the table. Yep, you got to have the right tools, and then you have to have a smart mechanic, right, to kind of figure out the best execution. And I, it took me a while to, you know, really bend these numbers to get them right to the maximum point in each case. Interestingly, in her case, she didn't want the payment that went along with the highest uh, purchase price we could approve for her, which was two seventy, oh. um, in connection, you know, with the first lender who told her two twenty five. So. Now, the other thing that I, I just remember during the break is we have a really cool mobile app, uh, and you can download that because it's a web app, but you don't even have to go to the iStore. Just go to our homepage at acunet.com in the upper right-hand corner. There's a little link, and you can have a really powerful mortgage app because, especially for first-time homebuyers, it provides you with credit score-sensitive private mortgage insurance factors. You know That is one of the elements of your monthly payment, principal, interest, property taxes, so it allows you to put in the property taxes, 
homeowner's insurance, you put in a, your guess at what the homeowner's insurance is going to be, and then you put in your credit score, and it tells you what your monthly PMI would be. Now, in the case of this single buyer that I'm working with, or actually she's married, but she's going to be on loan by herself, her best execution right now is FHA. So, and our calculator has FHA. That's not private mortgage insurance. That's government mortgage insurance. So she's going to use that. She is now empowered, David. Not only does she have two rock-solid pre-approvals from Acunet, one for the FHA loan and one for the 3% down Freddie Mac loan, she has the calculator, and now any property she looks at, she can calculate her own monthly payment, right. including the government mortgage insurance and the taxes and all that. And she's trying to keep her payment down more towards sixteen or seventeen hundred, even though I could approve her for an eighteen hundred and eighty-eight dollar per month total mortgage payment. All right, a couple of other interesting things, Dave. Real quick, where are mortgage rates at as we end the week? Well, I was delighted that the advertiser during the break gave me this comparison opportunity. Yeah, that was a quick and loan. It normally doesn't advertise during our show, but God bless them. Yeah. Uh, so end of business on Friday, four and a half percent on a thirty-year fixed APR is four point five three eight. Uh, would co- and that's with a credit score of seven twenty. I'm doing a so, direct comparison. Cost you about fifteen hundred dollars in closing costs, lender okay. costs. And uh, when I went on the website for the guys with the rocket, the same rate would cost you five thousand more dollars. Let's tone that down. I can't I find that hard to no, believe. No, I got I got, I lined it up precisely. All right, but you you were guessing at what their other lender fees were. No, but. well, I got the APRs to match. Okay, you got the APRs to match. But let's just tone that back okay. and say we know it's at uh, least thirty five hundred dollars. Yeah. Okay. yeah, that's Could what our TV ad's going to say today during the box. Three thousand five hundred dollars more. So we beg you, go to Quicken, get a quote. Right. And then click on the blue button or call us at Acunet uh, Mortgage. By the way, we have a new toll-free number, 833-ACUNET. Oh, okay. So now we're cool. People use toll-free still? Ah, you know, if they're old like me. (laughs) So... so what else? What about oh, on a 15-year fixed? On a 15-year, can still hang on to 3.99%. Uh, APR is 4.04. Cost you $1,100. Okay. That's, again, at a 7. Actually, you could probably go down to 6. 700, 680. 40 score on the 15-year fix because it's not so touchy. Uh, a tidbit that David brought up to me in terms of how much home can I afford. There was an article in, a, in CNBC, was it, not too long ago, a week or two ago, yeah. where the writer quoted a financial advisor who said the most you can spend on all your debts is 36% of your income. So in other words, if you had uh, $5,000 of monthly income, the most you could have is $1,800. Well, that's wrong. Uh, the The new old maximum was 45%, but now... Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac have loosened underwriting standards. So anybody who tells you you that it's hard to get a mortgage is not in agreement with David and I anyway. Because we can now make loans to people, if they have the right stuff, where they're using up 49.9% of their gross. That's not even after-tax income. That's their gross monthly income. And get an approval out of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac's underwriting systems. And you said that accounted for what percent of approvals? Uh, a fifth of loans this winter have had a budget above 45%. Yeah. So, so I don't know. Maybe that pendulum is swinging back. Well, hey, rates remain low. That's the good news. That's good news for uh, people who own homes. There's still time to refinance. We're doing a lot of 15-year fixed refinances. And we are kicking out a lot of those rock-solid guaranteed pre-approvals. Let us put our expertise to work for you or a loved one, a grandson, a daughter, uh, somebody you know, because we really know what we're doing. Not only are you going to save money, 
but you're going to get really good expert advice. All you got to do is click on that blue button at acunet.com. Thanks, Scott. We'll see you here again next week, and go box. You got it. You got it. Brian, David, thank you so much. The website, of course, acunet.com, A-C-C-U-N-E-T.com. This has been the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. The preceding was a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts or guests of Accident Mortgage and Accident Realty Advisors and not WTMJ Radio or Scripps Media Incorporated.